0: Hi, this is Fred Tadishore, and you're listening to the Fandom Podcast. Hulk
1: smash! You have to listen now! Listen now! Welcome to the Fandom Podcast, episode 95. This is the show about the TV, movies, comics, and books that you love. Every week we give you a little bit of geek news and then jump into the fandoms for discussion. But first, I am one with the Force, the Force is with me. I am Brandon Ushio being careful not to choke on his aspirations, is Nick English. Is it really 95? That's a lot. And back with the creepy CGI face is
0: Jeff. That was the weirdest part of the movie, but it's still cool to have him back. (laughs) It sounds like your voice didn't make it back from the movie, Jeff. Oh, something along the way bit me or tried to eat me. I don't know. I feel great. Too much yelling and cheering? (laughs) I actually clapped more for the Spider-Man trailer than I did the movie, honestly. I tell you the trailers were the trailers were a lot of fun on that. I love watching my
1: kids do the trailers because there was this one with a transforming robot that my son really likes and he didn't realize that it was the transforming robot that he liked until he started <laughs> talking and the popcorn was oh, halfway no. up to his mouth and then it stopped. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: I mean they they loved the Spider-Man one too, but it was just awesome to watch the popcorn just stop as he realized that's Optimus oh. Prime.
0: <laughs> I kind of wish I would have recorded what I said during the uh, Transformers preview, because I was just talking to my friend going, oh, are they going to try to convince us that Mark Wahlberg is a scientist again? Or, you <laughs> know, this, the, what else? The, what did these movie needs? Knights. That's what the... It's just, and putting director in quotes when it came up with Michael Bay. You just There's so much yeah. wrong with that franchise.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tell you, though, I, uh, the first time I went and saw Rogue One was with the Comic-Con group. And it was a, it was because it was a private screening. There were no uh, there were no trailers, and I was kind of bummed out. First off, because they started showing it two minutes early, so I was out getting popcorn. I'm like, ah, oh, it's still 10:28. I got a, I got a minute, and I walk in right after the very first bit of text appears on the
2: screen. Oh, oh so you missed uh, the opening crawl? Yeah, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> I I that wasn't a spoiler. We reported ton. on that. I did it in my head cannon. I just
0: okay. listened to Catalyst, and then just assumed that was the opening crawl. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: Catalyst was the opening crawl for <laughs> for Rogue Eight, One, that's that's for sure. Seven
0: hour, how long was Catalyst? <laughs> Eleven hours. Eleven hours, No, oh, Eleven hour opening crawl.
1: Yeah, longest crawl in the Star Wars history. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> now, if you can't tell by now, we are going to be talking about Rogue One, just like everybody else out there. Uh, hopefully, we will have some opinions and some ideas that you haven't heard yet, but you know, it's it's one movie, and about five billion geeks are talking about it. So, uh, but before we do that, let's jump into the random fandom.
0: Zero! Dragon! Extabate! 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 On
2: the roof! You're a wizard. You are entering the random fandom.
1: Okay, this is the segment of the show where you guys send in your favorite things to us, and we turn around and we share those picks with everybody else who's listening. You this way you get to get this way you get to tell us what is cool out there, and, or what your favorite things are, or all sorts of things. You can talk about TV shows, movies, books, comics. Hey, look, that's right in our intro right there. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we've talked about toys. We have talked about. Uh, TV scheduling, even so. Anything that you want to share with the rest of the class, we are more than willing to give you a few minutes. This week's random fandom actually comes from my wife, and no, she didn't send it in because it's my wife. She hasn't <laughs> bothered doing that. She just says, "Brandon, Brandon, you need to you need to do something about this." Uh, no, she. So what happened was this this year, for some reason, uh, she's noticed that we don't really have a lot of Christmas films, and. She was like, I, I don't know how we've never done this. Like, we don't own the show Elf. We don't own the Polar Express or How the Grinch Stole Christmas. We've got a bunch of, like, Frosty the Snowman and things like that. And I think what happened in the past, Netflix had a bunch of things in its library. And my my wife is a big Hallmark fan, but she's like, and so Netflix has a bunch of the Hallmark-style uh, Christmas shows on there. On their queue, and they, and so I was like, oh, "There's Christmas shows here and here." And she's like, "That's not Christmas. I like to watch those, but not when I want Christmas."
2: So, is that how she talks all the time? Uh, I don't uh, want this because she—you certainly do that voice a lot when you're talking about her.
1: It's—it's it's how I
2: internalize things, which might be oh. why I sleep on the couch <laughs> oh, okay. every once a while. <laughs> is that her inflection? Because you use that inflection, inflection a lot. So,
1: I—you know what? Now that I'm thinking, no, that is nothing like she talks. <laughs> but that's just what I—maybe that's how I talk to her. So.
2: Well, the way that Lena really talks and how it is in my head canon is not the same as well. So I can completely understand. That's why I asked. I was just wondering if it's just a husband thing or if it's just a Nick thing. No, no, I think that's a husband thing. We 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 can take our wives' voices and just completely
1: mangle them in our heads. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> So this random fandom, we uh, you know, so she went out and she went to uh Walmart and went to the $5 bin and she found a $5 DVD with both the Polar Express and how the Grinch stole Christmas, it was the two movies on one DVD and oh, wow. and so she she bought this and she's like, "It's not Christmas without the Polar Express so the Polar Express is hers it's a it's a fun movie uh based off of a book which in her in her family was a tradition to always read the book on Christmas Eve, but the movie is a couple hours long it's got Tom Hanks and some uh, CGI that I guess Star Wars decided to copy in a couple scenes uh, <laughs> No, sorry, sorry. We're not talking about that yet. We're not talking about that yet. Um, but the yeah, so it's a it, it's just a it's just a fun Christmas move, movie. So I thought I'd, I'd throw it out to you guys and see what your favorite Christmas movies are. I,
2: I've never seen the Polar Express.
1: Really? Oh, that?
2: No, nope, I've never watched it. It came you out read the book? when? Yeah, I've read the book a billion times. Um, it came out. I think, when, what year did it come out? It came out like when I was in college, I think, because I just remember like just I just kind of missed it. And I've Polar never Express
0: really... was two thousand and four.
2: Yep. So yeah, college. <laughs> so it was like, and I didn't love the animation in the trailer. Like I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, I don't really love that animation. So I, I you just didn't, didn't like
0: didn't... Tom Hanks playing literally every character.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't ever see. it. I've seen parts of it, um, but I've never watched it. So you can just slap me on the wrist if you want. I'm okay with that. <laughs>
0: There, there are worse right. things we need to slap you for. We're going to let this one slide. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> All right. So Christmas movies in our house consist of four. There's four movies that are required. Um, are, you, are you
0: counting just your family or are you going just, to Lena's?
2: Just me and Lena, not okay. including your family. So I'll Good, let, you, if I'll you, let include you take those. I'll be, I won't yeah, have I'll let, I'm not going to steal yours. Okay, so whenever we put up the Christmas tree, we always watch White Christmas with Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye and all of those. Um, that Snow was clear. a tradition in my family to watch that show growing up. Um, and so when me and Lena first got married, she had never seen it, and I was like, "Okay, you got to watch it. You're a part of this now." Um, and she likes it, and she doesn't love to just sit down and watch it like I do, and so I made the, um, sorry, I made the, uh, the, uh, you know, the rule, or... You, you, you made a royal decree. I made the royal decree that we would watch it while we put up the Christmas tree so that she didn't actually have to just sit down and watch it, you know, but I could still have it around. Um, uh... So we watch um, Muppets Christmas Carol, always. Um, and now that the Cobra is totally into the Muppets, it's really nice to be able to just include him in that. Um, last night we watched Elf, and that's always one that we watch. And then the last one that we always watch is Love Actually. We love that movie. And uh, those are our Christmas movies. I think
1: I have not seen two of those movies. Two of the English canonical well, Christmas Love Actually
2: movies. is rated R. So, if you are not a rated R m- movie watcher, that's probably why. Um, and it is rated R for um, nudity and language. See, I
1: would have assumed it was like violence and all the gore out there.
2: Yeah, you actually get to see uh, Bilbo Baggins' bum in that movie. So, if anybody <laughs> is. Times fast. If, if uh, anyone is uh, interested, then go and watch Love Actually. And uh that's a great movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Um we actually bought a VHS copy of that movie on our honeymoon. We went out and uh went yard sailing because, you know, we were living it up on our honeymoon. <laughs> and we found a VHS copy of that and watched it on our honeymoon. We we're like, We love this show and sorry, now we found a
0: you found a what copy?
2: VHS. Uh-huh. It's one of those like big tapes. That used used to have to stick into the mouth of the monster that was next to your computer, so, next so to the your disc, TV. The,
0: the disc is just thicker. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, it's uh, like I'm, about I'm not following
2: Jeff. You know what a VHS tape is because you have Pokemon <laughs> the Mewtwo on VHS.
0: I, I, have, a VH play- I have a VHS player. I know. Plugged into my TV because I have Star Wars on VHS.
2: Yes, and that's a good reason. A,
0: a VHS player or a VCR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use every time I make a mistake on this episode, I'm going to use the I'm sick excuse.
1: (laughs) Okay. I I was just going to go with the I'm a pedant. I'm a pedant today. Pedant? I'm not sure what that means. Pedant. It's uh, basically somebody who's a stickler. I said it wrong on purpose, actually. But uh, oh. <laughs> so that so that you could remi- anyway. Anyway, it's it's it's, it's not important. You were poking <laughs>
0: joke. You were making a joke of your own joke. I see. Yes, yes, and I when you have to explain it, it works so well. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes are always funny if you explain
1: them. Yes, yes, they are. Okay. Uh, so Jeff, what you said that Nick better not take your Christmas well, movies. So.
0: Our Christmas movies are usually around like a family coming together for this. And recently, just a few weeks ago, we had our annual Scrooged Bingo. So we watched the movie Scrooged with Bill Murray and play Bingo along with the quotes. And everyone brings a white elephant gift. And when you get a Bingo, you get a prize. Don't vex me, Frank. Uh, there's so many lines I want to say, but this is a there's no such show. thing as bad publicity. <laughs> Uh, I don't mind if you shoot me, but take it easy on the Bacardi. Um, Never
2: loved someone enough to give them 12 sharp knives before.
0: I want to say the toaster line, but Brandon would censor it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but on Christmas Eve, uh, we always watch It's a Wonderful Life. Just because it's probably it's one of the best Christmas movies. I say as a question mark because I don't want to flat out say it is. But We all know that the best Christmas movie is Die Hard. Well, yeah, obviously. But I mean like... Hans
2: Gruber. Who is the long lost cousin of Franz Gruber, who actually wrote Silent Night?
0: Okay. Okay, so. So, Christmas so, movies. Uh, everyone's <laughs> like,
2: deep cut, Nick, deep cut. So, no. Franz Gruber wrote Silent Night, and the main car- main villain in Die Hard is called Hans Gruber. No,
0: we made the connection. No, no, we, we, just we, didn't got, want it, to we got it. We got it.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying that. It's remember not that a thing that I
1: just said. Do you remember that thing I just said about explaining
2: jokes, making it funny always? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a joke. This is a fact about the movie that yes, i'm Alan stating Rickman's right character now character
0: is related yes but uh you were talking about buying a christmas movies someone in my family who's not going to hear this so i can go ahead and say uh is going to get a box set that has how the grinch Stole christmas and all these other rudolph ones but one i just couldn't find anywhere else but this set was a year without a santa claus but well, we have that yeah okay well Congratulations! I finally found it. You know, I looked on. Awesome. I looked on Amazon the other day, and the Blu-ray was like fifty bucks, and I wasn't going to wow. pay that.
2: Wow. And we've got so a collector's we, item.
0: Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. It's only it's only worth that much if somebody was going to pay for it.
0: Yeah, and I was not. Uh, but you're without a Santa Claus has the best songs with the Heat Miser and Snow Miser. I'm just going to go ahead and say I'll say that out loud. I'll that's, say that with fact.
2: That's the other. That's I the other movie I had not seen. I hadn't seen that until we got married. I had never seen that until Lena showed it to me.
1: Look at the cross-pollination of of Christmas movies happening in that marriage right there.
2: I know, we're amazing people.
1: (laughs) So I just got turned on to a new Christmas movie that I think is going to be a staple in my house. Okay, maybe not a staple, but it is...
0: (laughs) Office Christmas Party. No, no, no. no. It's called... (laughs) It's the only Christmas movie I know that came out this year. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no this one came out in 2013 and uh it stars a little known ho, a little known star named david tennant so this one is called nativity 2 danger in the manger i listened to yeah. that podcast too <laughs> so uh where i heard about this was on the protagonist podcast and every christmas they do a, a elevator pitches for or no they don't do elevator pitches they do hallmark movies and they are supposed to make up uh, plots for them based solely off the title of the movie and then the producer picks it kind of like the elevator pitches that we did last week and then they actually and they use actual hallmark style movies and this one uh it's a sequel uh but it's starring starring david tennant and he actually plays two roles because he plays twins in it and it's hilarious it's about a music competition and it's kind of like oh it's kind of like school of rock meets uh a, a sappy hallmark christmas movie uh it's it's hilarious uh it's a sequel to the nativity one i can't remember what the subtitle on that one was but uh martin freeman starred in that one
2: so yeah we already, they, already talked, we already talked about him earlier so there's yes, no bilbo Button in that one <laughs>
1: No, well, don't know. I have never seen it, so I, I can't can't give you the a surety or not. Oh. But yeah, it's uh, it's really funny because David Tennant gets to play two different roles in that. He plays a scruffy like I'm a school teacher who's just kind of just kind of there, and then he also gets to play this uh, prim and proper, slicked back hair version of himself as twins. The good. When did you have time
2: to twin. watch it?
1: Did you just watch well, it like. He, yesterday or I something? Had, yeah i watched it last night as i was trying to fix my computer oh yeah okay <laughs> it was a so slow day at
0: work shut up <laughs> is it on if you Netflix notice this episode's anything?
1: coming out a little late like uh, where is where did you find no, it no i i got it off of amazon oh okay so yeah that's funny um, but you know it's 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 a really funny it's a really funny it's a really funny show uh oh you use the affiliate link right of course, of course. Yeah. Fandompodcast.com slash Amazon for all of your holiday shopping needs. As you're listening to this, it's probably too late to get Prime shipping to get something here before Christmas. But when people give you gift cards for Christmas, just turn around and, and spend it there on Amazon. You know, that's all I'm saying right
2: there.
0: <laughs> Look, people are and always happy to get if presents. If you live in you Utah.
2: Really- then you need to do it by the end of the year because then after January 1st, you have to pay tax on Amazon. Technically, you have to pay
1: tax in Utah on your Amazon purchases anyway.
2: Just nobody was doing it. I know Wait, you had to claim it. on what? Yeah, you were supposed to claim it on your taxes. <laughs>
1: oh. It's called a it's called a use tax and nobody was doing it. And so that, that's why they yep. threw this one into into yep. effect. But,
2: yep. Okay. okay. <laughs> I can't keep track so. of that. <laughs> Don't nobody got <laughs> time for that. <laughs>
1: All right, so that's the random fandom. Our favorite Christmas movies. We've well, we had a bunch of good good ones listed.
0: Wait, what were we talking about? We were talking about David Tennant, right?
1: Um, I th- think we were talking about the geek news. Oh, your segue was much better than mine. Look at that geek news right there, <laughs> and we were talking about David Ten- Tennant. Uh, DuckTales, we talked about this a little bit last week, about how we are back in our childhood because DuckTales is coming back. And, well, they announced the casting this week. And
2: OMG. who is Scrooge
1: McDuck but David Tennant? <laughs> finally, finally a role that he gets to use his Scottish accent in.
2: I am going to be very interested to see what happens with this.
0: Does he actually get to be Scottish? Are we sure? Is that confirmed? Well, well no, Scrooge McDuck
2: <laughs> is Scottish. Well, yeah, this is I a know. reboot.
1: They could be changing anything. Yeah, uh, in this well,
0: reboot, they could have made Scrooge McDuck a woman, you know. Scrooge just, McDuck. I that's what I said. Bond. I I'd see dun, that movie. Dun. Me too. Would... <laughs> oh, but you
1: know, the cast in here is amazing. It kind of blew my mind. So they've got Tony Anselmo coming back as Donald Duck for an episode. I uh, met got, him. Yeah, he he's a Salt Lake Comic-Con alum.
2: I have a Beck- drawing that he did of Donald Duck. It's one of my prized treasures. It's okay. pretty awesome.
1: Oh, uh, Beck Bennett, who is Nick? You <laughs> like this? The original voice of Launchpad McQuack. Yes, is coming back. Uh, I love the, him. the 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 young the young ducks are all are Huey, all Dewey, and
2: Louie.
1: Yeah, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and Webby. They've all been recast. The originals aren't coming back. But you've got Kate Micucci, Bobby Garfunkel. Moyhan. and Oates, uh, Danny Pudi, who is Abed from Community, and Ben Schwartz.
0: And then Ben Schwartz Mc- is. Ben Schwartz has been in like Parks and Rec and stuff. He's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah,
2: he was the nuts. He the was also uh, the voice friend. of
0: BB-8. He was? Oh, cool. That's what he's, he's credited as it, but in interviews he, he's he said. he's a voice consultant. Uh, John oh, yeah.
2: Hader did some
1: of it too. Uh, Bill uh, Hader or Bill? Or was Hader, it his brother you. John? It was his brother John. <laughs> little little known <note>
2: fact. Um. <laughs> <His twin laughs> it's actually one of those things where like in the procedure where they like were twins the whole time and then they just whoa, switched Whoa! Each whoa! Other.
0: Whoa! Did you just <laughs> really spoil one of my. I don't. It came out a while ago. I don't really care.
2: It's like a hundred years <laughs> ago, Jeff. Not come on, hundred. It like came That's out like crap. around the same time Star Wars did. I mean, honestly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Star Wars totally came out in two thousand six. Yep. Uh, I'm sure well, there was one. Okay, so
1: uh, I am. I'm excited. They uh, they released a YouTube clip of them singing the theme song, which I'll put at the end of this because it was awesome. And David Tennant just starts rocking out singing the. Theme song. It was
2: a little high for him, though. You could tell he was straining on those high notes. But he was having so much fun, and that's what's important. And also, Abed is not a good singer. I'll just throw that out there. I don't think he (laughs) pretended to be, though. I know, and that's what made it awesome. (laughs) He's like, you know what? I'm just going to
1: speak the crap out of this. Okay, so uh, speaking again of being a child, uh, (laughs) my childhood coming back to to life is Mega Man 1 through 6, are coming to iOS and Android. Now, I think this is awesome. The original six Mega Man games are going to be coming out on mobile in January. They came out in the Legacy Collection in 2015, but on they didn't come out on mobile devices. So in January, it's not going to be the same Legacy Collection, but the games one through six are going to come out. So it's not called the same thing, but it's going to have the same games. I'm excited about that. I like Mega Man. Did you guys ever play Mega Man? Jeff? you were you were like negative 3 years old or something like that you, when, when, you, when
0: did it, when was the first one uh huh when I, was the first one
2: 1986 like, or something probably 87 86? 88 yeah i don't know um it was yeah. on the first nes and like there was probably like 5 of them on that
1: so mega man came out in japan in 1987
2: ooh i was close so yeah my
0: older brother wasn't even born yet so yeah i totally <laughs> love these games
2: no, but they have, like, Mega Man 10 and, like, 27 and yeah. 35.
0: My only experience with Mega Man was a cartoon a while ago that I don't remember a lot of. But I remember, Mega like, man. you had to put... The real world put chips in a computer, and that affected their program friend. And then that's, that's, that's the extent of what I remember.
1: Okay. That, that left, a, <laughs> left an impact on you,
0: I can tell. Hey, I I thoroughly... Totally saw an episode of that show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the first six Mega Man games are coming out. Super Mario just released a platformer on iOS. I think I think what's old is new again. I think it's I think everyone's like, oh, we can cash in on this stuff. We've got mobile devices and let's make
0: some money. Probably has to do with people saying uh, your video games aren't good. You know, in my day, our video games blah 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 blah. And companies are just going. Hey, wait a minute. Well, if they just want their old games back, let's just resell them their old game.
1: We don't have to come up with new ideas. We can just sell them what we had before. <laughs>
2: Hence, the success of the NES Classic being sold out, and you can't find one anywhere, anytime, anything. Oh, did that actually come out?
1: Uh, that came out and was, and it's just insane what it's going for. It's going for like three hundred dollars online.
2: Uh, Immediately uh, sold out at Best Buy and everywhere else, and I, yeah, you can't I, find one. I their uh,
1: Urban out out Outfitters had a bunch of them that they had on their website and there it was announced that they were going to they got the second wave of them and that it was going to be at a certain time or on a certain day they were going to release them and so i was keeping an eye on urban outfitters i saw the tweet that they said hey they're they're in stock and click here to order them and i went there within five minutes of them tweeting and they were all gone so i don't know if there were two of them or (laughs) i also heard i also heard that they had no limit on the order so whoever ordered them could order 30 of them and and turn that's around probably
0: and what they did. And
2: sell them. Yeah. That's
1: what I would have done. That's what well, I was going to do.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just about to make a joke about circles of hell and all that, but uh, if you, were going I to would, do that. I would, <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll get one next year when <laughs> I can find one for a normal price.
1: I built a Raspberry Pi inside of my original Nintendo, and that sounds is sounds wow. delicious. You're cooler than my, I am. My game system. Uh, Maybe
2: I'll just have to uh, talk to a friend of mine and see if he can do the same thing for me.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I uh <laughs> make your own pies, I, man. I, I, I had to I had to use my Raspberry Pi for something at work and so right now I've got my Nintendo sitting on my on my work desk running a phone server.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Allegedly. No no Allegedly. it is. I,
1: I I can show people no no, this phone quote, is quote, to a this. Phone <laughs>
0: server. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's <laughs> classic games are a lot of fun. Uh yeah, I I only break it out every once in a while, but it's a lot of fun when I do it. Okay, our next news story is uh, Gotham City Sirens. It sounds like it's going to be a go, and they are going to have Megan Fox as Poison Ivy. Now, I thought we were past the Megan Fox hype train. Is she still a thing?
0: She's still alive, if that's what you mean. But if Rogue One taught us anything, that's not going to stop them. Um, That was... Poor joke. <laughs> uh, I'm on the IMDb page for this, and the only confirmed billing is Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I believe the Megan Fox maybe still a rumor, or is it confirmed?
1: Oh, rumor. I, you know, I I thought I read somewhere that it was pretty sure that it was going to happen, but it's,
0: I, I would be surprised. I thought it
2: was I mean, a rumor. I would be okay with her being in it, but I mean, I don't... it can't get much worse. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, are they just going to be like, you know what, we tried. To meet their, we tried to succeed their expectations with our first two movies. That failed. Let's just try to lowball it, you know.
1: Well, so here's the thing: the, what I've heard is it's quite possible that they are going to put Margot Robbie and uh, and Megan Fox or whoever they put cast as. Uh, Poison I, Ivy in a relationship because that's something that has kind of been on again off again slash fan service that those two are going to be in a relationship and whoa. I just can't wait for all the parents who are like I took my three year old to this and that's not it, it's that's it's not appropriate for kids because DC doesn't make appropriate movies for kids
0: <laughs> they really we call those people stupid anyway
2: <laughs> I took my my son to go see this movie about a guy who got cancer yeah. and it was a
0: superhero movie I try to make those jokes but I actually have a coworker or former coworker yeah. who did that and so it's just like oh but you didn't you didn't see the rated R? Ugh.
1: No oh. I uh <laughs> I I was looking at Amazon reviews and there was a one star on the on the Deadpool review from somebody saying not appropriate for kids. I rented this and I had to turn it off within 3 minutes. And I'm thinking to myself 3 minutes that's kind of you, you kind of let a lot slide by right there. Yeah,
0: you waited for a little while, didn't you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait now
0: I want to go co- go to the three minute mark and see what is actually see what happens it <laughs> Yeah, at the three minute mark, see what what happens within the first three minutes. Anyway, like so, the easiest way for them to get around that argument would to just make these movies rated R. Just be like, hey, it's not we rated it R for what? Like there should be a new rating for don't take your kids or view first. <laughs> isn't <laughs> don't isn't tell that me what, what rated R is? Well, Under rated R generally parent
2: guardian parent guardian. That's
0: true. You know, but still that's, like that's what it's for right by calling it rated r you're thinking like oh, how bad could it be but naming it don't take your kids to this until you've seen it you moron then <laughs> yeah you, that there, should you. be
2: rated r i think that's pretty much yeah right.
0: but i mean flat out calling it hey oh did you take your kids to see that don't take your kids to seeing this movie moron rating movie. I just yeah, saying. might make it a little
2: more dummy proof because it's like <laughs> well, not for kids. That's the rating. Have here. you have
1: you seen who who America voted in for their president? Nope. Like who? he did it he did everything that he could oh. to get disqualified and we still voted him in. We're not smart people. Uh even if we have that rating saying don't do this, we're probably still going to do it because that's who we are. Uh
2: anyway.
0: anyway. You won't uh, tell me how
2: to raise my kids. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. If they do a relationship between Harley and Ivy, they'd have to quickly establish why they have in in the story has to be something about why she's not with the Joker. Because last we saw Harley and Joker was, I'm so happy we're together. From what appeared to be both of them, maybe I don't know. It's hard to tell with Jared Leto's Joker, but yeah, they're 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 kind of crazy.
1: Um, yeah, I no, you're you're right because not only is it going, are they doing sirens? It sounds like they're trying to ride the Harley train straight to the cash town because. David Ayers has Suicide Squad two confirmed as offic- as officially happening.
2: <sighs>
1: yeah, because everyone was asking for that, right?
0: I... I'll see it. Yeah, we'll, see it. yeah, we'll see. We'll see all of this because they know us. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> like I didn't ask for it, but I'll see it.
0: Yeah, well, to be fair, so, we technically didn't ask for any move. They just make them yeah. without our opinion.
2: Oh, I've asked. I just didn't know if they heard.
0: <laughs> yeah, so
1: it, it it may not come out till 2020. So we've got we got a little bit of time. Wait, uh, doesn't
0: another popular superhero movie come out in twenty twenty?
1: I don't know. A popular superhero movie comes out every year nowadays, Jeff. I know. I was thinking, isn't that when Infinity War comes out? Is when, that when Infinity War? I don't know. I'm just. Uh,
2: I can't keep Justice track League anymore.
1: Two, uh, Justice League Two. What? Oh, Infinity it sounds like War's Justice League Two is going to come out by twenty twenty. I, I was wrong. <laughs> Infinity War is twenty eighteen. But still. Infinity War is twenty eighteen. Okay.
2: But I mean, it's there'll be a, there'll be a Star Wars movie too.
1: <laughs> well yeah oh. we'll never
0: stop getting star wars and Marvel you
1: know wars. what we live in this great time where it's all like there's gonna be a popular movie out every year that we like oh wait there are going to be multiple popular movies out every year that we like which is gonna and make you know some I'm popular some me- stuff
2: too <laughs> yeah. but we're not talking about the most important thing that's gonna happen which is in one week we have more doctor who Oh, yes.
0: I thought you were And that's a
1: superhero your... show, too.
0: I know. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I'm there saying. Superheroes
1: <laughs> into <those>
2: superhero
0: show. <laughs> Dr. Mysterio. We have to wait one week. He returns. We, have... we wait one week and then wait one year.
2: The doctor The doctor is Dr. Doctor... I'm assuming the doctor is Dr. Mysterio because the superhero is something else. I can't remember. I heard name. that he the is going to be like the ghost. Yes. Oh, the ghost. Yes, he has got the G. It's got the G on
0: his chest. In my family, we're just going to be calling him the Dost, which is a joke that only my family will get. The Dost the G stands for Gohan. The Dost did it. It was <laughs> Gohan. How
2: would it, or Goku. How about that? All Goku. Just, that's right.
1: He played Goku. No, did he play, Go, no. Did he play Goku? No. He played Goku. Wait, okay. is it really? I remember he was. Dragon Ball He was Z. in that terrible Dragon Ball Z movie, the live-action movie. <laughs> the G stands yeah. for Goku. Ah! Come on!
2: Come on! Come on! I did that really soft, if you didn't notice. Okay. It's supposed to be like four times louder than I just did. Maybe 20 times louder.
1: (laughs) Oh, but, you know, it's so that's coming out on Christmas Day. And then Sherlock is coming out on New Year's Day. I'm excited about that. It's going to be a good
2: month. It's going to be a good month. Then it all goes
0: downhill from there. Well,
2: (laughs) we did discuss (laughs) that on a previous (laughs) podcast about, well, this movie, this movie, nothing good until, yeah. There was some well, okay no, no, stuff. No, so
1: here's the thing there are there are not good geek movies that are coming out right around then but there are some good uh, awards season type
0: movies yeah, like we're in this uh, we're in this weird bubble where to be Oscar qualified you have to have a limited run currently and then you can go wide in January so January is usually mixed with really good Oscar movies and then the next Mark Wahlberg movie <laughs> <laughs> so tr- that, like, Transformers should come out in January just say
2: or three hundred.
1: You know, I'm excited to see Hidden Figures, which is the story about the women who helped launch the uh, first astronaut into orbit. that yeah, so. would be good. I, yeah, I thought that saw one a looks like that. it'll
2: be no, good. It's good. So. Definitely Oscar bait, but yeah, that doesn't doesn't mean that it won't be good.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Oscars generally are Oscars because they. Because Oscar films are Oscar films because they're
2: generally good. Uh, sometimes they're not always a little the pretentious. Case. Yeah, it's
0: not <laughs> yeah. always the case. Sometimes they're forcing yeah. it.
2: Ask, ask Jeff how he feels about The Revenant.
0: Oh, uh, being cold is not acting. That's, uh, that's all you need <laughs> to know. But there was a bear. It was
1: there fake. There was a bear.
0: And that, okay, was, I, was... I will say that was a very gruesome scene. But everyone keeps talking about, oh, DiCaprio was really there. He was really in the water. Yeah, I'd probably look like that, too, if I were in that water. Cold yeah, like isn't... there
1: wasn't much acting there because he actually was
0: freezing and and like on the verge of hypothermia. Yeah, so... he doesn't have that many lines, even. I think I've said more in this podcast than he says in that movie. <laughs> and you have a cold. Well, no, we really was, derailed, was a cold. They didn't. We... You're the one <laughs> we that brought really... it.
2: I know, but it's just funny. It's like, <laughs> anyway, we have more okay. news.
1: All right, last <laughs> news. Last <laughs> news that we have is today, Fanex. Uh, has announced their first guests. We have Michael Cudlitz from The Walking Dead, better known as Abraham from The Walking Dead, and Wallace Shawn, which is just simply inconceivable.
2: I was you told me th- to go back to the beginning, so I have. I was wondering, wondering who's going to do the Princess Bride. This life is where start. I will stay. I will not oh, be moved. In all, in all
1: honesty, it's my fault. I, I was the one who who, who, who <laughs> prompted him. <laughs>
2: To me, he was I going to say something for eventually. Vecini.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, so uh, Wallace Shawn, he is the guy who says Inconceivable in Princess Bride. This is silly. But he also was, uh, he also played Grand Nega Zek in Star Trek Deep Space Nine.
2: He was sure. also Rex in Toy Story. Yes. And he was also the uh, debate teacher in the. Uh, TV, teen, cl- no, not TV, sorry. The classic Clueless.
1: Are you just reading his IMDb page again? No, no, I just know a lot of his work.
2: <laughs> because Clueless was a big deal to me in high, in junior high. Um, I love Toy Story because Partysaurus Rex <laughs> plays all the time because that is a short that is on the Monsters, <laughs> Monsters, Inc. Uh, DVD. He is one of the, <clears throat> yeah so. he's
1: one of the guys in geeky shows that you're like, hey, I know that guy. Because he pops up all over the place. Very rarely like a main
2: role, but he always does a good job. Most people don't know his name as Wallace Shawn, but,
1: you know.
0: Yeah, Inconceivable. Well.
1: <laughs> Inconceivable.
0: He's usually, you know, the guy from the uh, the princess movie. The short, the short, bald dude that has the funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> that describes a lot of people. So I'm excited. Right. Michael Cutlitz like probably him. has a lot more free time on his hands right now, so, you know. Spoilers. It came out a while ago.
2: <laughs> still haven't it's true, it's finished true. it i'm about halfway through oh
0: i asked
1: somebody uh, prior to rogue one i asked somebody i asked a group of geeks i said hey what's everybody's thoughts about spoilers and so one guy's like i have this hard and fast policy where a movie you don't spoil it for three months a tv show you have to wait a year after it has appeared on netflix what? and a book, a you Whoa. have to wait five years
2: who is this guy I, I don't even know. know him.
1: I, just, <laughs> no, just, I'm just kidding. He, he he's, he's one of those he's one of those nerds that has policies for things. It's and I I asked him. I'm like, wouldn't it be wouldn't it just be easier? And I'm like, wait wait why five years for a book? He's like, well, people get busy and you can't assume that somebody's read a book within a year of it being launched. And I was like, you could, you could even if you were in a conversation with somebody say, hey, have you read this book? And the answer is yes. And even though it's only a week, you can start talking about it. Or if the answer is no, and it's been six years, you just don't talk about it because don't do it. <laughs>
2: I always start. I always start out a conversation when I'm talking about a show. Like, hey, I'm going to tell you something that you might want not spoiled. So tell me now. Is that okay? Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, I don't care, or they say, Yeah, or they, you know, I'd rather not. And I, I mean, I talk to people about it, but I'm not going to just not talk about anything. <laughs> like that's just, yeah, don't, you know, yeah, want- maybe.
0: No one walked out of Empire say Empire Strikes Back saying, "Wow, I can't believe Luke was or Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father." I did. Oh well, you walked out of uh, Force Awakens saying that. To be fair, I walk out of every Star Wars movie saying that. <laughs>
2: I usually walk out of a movie and be, "Oh, I can't believe that Hermione was the love child of Harry and Voldemort."
0: Regardless of what movie he sees, yep. it's always <laughs> I usually just say that.
2: Yeah. Oh. Okay. But the characters change who it is. Like Harry is the love child of Hermione and Voldemort. The time turner. Is it always Voldemort though? Yeah, it's always Voldemort. (laughs) Hagrid, Voldemort, you know, whomever. The love child of Hagrid and Voldemort? Wow, that's that requires some magic right there. You know what? (laughs) It's Harry Potter. We can do whatever we want, right? That's my fanfic. It's it's fanfic. (laughs) It's all my fanfic. I'm shipping it all. I'm just shipping everything. I know these words now thanks to the you fandom did. podcast.
1: See, I was I was tell, I was talking to some people. I was like, "Really, we're just a bunch of geeks who jump into fandoms and concepts that we really have no place going and then we just make ourselves at home." And, and they're like, "Oh, okay." Cuz I cuz they're like, "Wait, you did fan fiction and you've done Gilmore Girls?" And I was like, "Yep, I've done I've done that. I've done both of those things." And they're like, Really, guys doing that? I'm like, I go, I go anywhere I want. I, I, I just hold up my hand and say, "Do you know who I am?" And they let me in. <laughs> well, I don't I'm
2: think proud, that's how that works. I'm proud to be on this train. <laughs> I'm more of a "fake it till you make it"
0: mindset. Okay,
1: so before we, before this train goes too far off the rails. <laughs> oh, Were we talking <laughs> about I mean, Comic Con
0: ten minutes ago?
1: <laughs> Something like that, something like that. So uh, why don't we talk about a sponsor? Because we're actually talking about a bunch of books. And our episode this week is sponsored by Audible.com. And you listen to all sorts of other podcasts, I'm sure. And so you've heard the spiel about how Audible has over 180,000 titles, how it has support for every device imaginable, uh, all the way down to your MP3 players. They've got a great listen guarantee. If you don't like the book, you return it, and it's hassle-free. I've done it before. It's great. Uh, they have a 30-day free trial. And most, most other places, when they talk about this free trial, they say, you can sign up and you can get a free book. Well, this is where things are a little different. If you use our link, fandompodcast.com audible, you sign up for the free trial for the gold account, which is one book a month, $15 a month. But you get two free books. Uh, if you decide the Audible isn't for you and you cancel, then you get to keep those two books. You get to keep them forever. doesn't matter if you maintain your Audible subscriber status. Uh, if you decide the audiobooks and the curated Audible channels are pretty cool and you want to stay a member, then every month you just get a credit to go towards a new book from their library. I listened to Catalyst, uh, a Rogue One novel. Uh, Jeff, you listened to that one too, right? Correct. So, it, and that Personally, I feel like that's one of the best ways that you can prepare for seeing Rogue One because it made a lot of things feel a lot more important. Nick, you you were just talking about Harry Potter. They've got all of those with Jim Dale, and I'm not even going to try a Jim Dale impersonation.
0: Hurry! Uh, but I knew you would. He wasn't <laughs> going to until you said something.
1: I know, I know, I know. Dude, you got to uh, listen
2: to the um, Stephen Fry ones too, if you haven't. I don't know if those are on Audible, but those are the British version. That's the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Oh okay. wait, but Stephen Fry does does them as well. So if you wanna if you wanna switch it up a little bit. That's how you can do it. Uh,
0: I okay. Quick Harry Potter note, in The Flash, which is now starring uh, Tom Felton, there is a MacGuffin called the Philosopher's Stone. I think it's an inside joke, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, Continue. it was really kind of funny seeing Draco talk
1: about a Philosopher's Stone. Anyway. Audible. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: All aboard!
1: <laughs> I said audible, but thanks. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Going off the rails like a crazy train.
1: Okay, so head over to fandompodcast.com slash audible, sign up for your free trial, and get your two free books. Go ahead and pick, you know, Star Wars, Harry Potter, uh, How to... How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon. That's a book, too. That's actually a book uh, on
0: there. <laughs> it is. You sounded like you were struggling, excited. So
1: I was. I was a little bit. Because there are so many options, I was like... Because I was just going to pull out some random how-to do carpentry, but I was like, well, I kind of want to do a real title, and so you saved me there, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Head over to fandompodcast.com slash audible, sign up, support the podcast, get two free audiobooks. It's a win-win. All right. I think it's time for our discussion on Rogue One. And it opened up with... You know, it was not... I'm a little disappointed in Rogue One. It opened up this week with a showing of $155 million. Is that all? Uh and yeah, and it was it, it, it came in right behind The Force Awakens. Uh well, not right behind. It was 38% less than The Force Awakens. So unacceptable. Uh, no yeah, more Star Wars movies. We're
2: done. Okay.
1: We're done. Well, well. So here's the thing. It came in 38 percent less than the Force Awakens. However, it is still Disney's second largest December opening ever, <laughs> ever.
2: So ever, ever, ever. That's because Harry Potter is not Disney. That's oh. why it's Disney's second biggest opening. I, cl-
1: I, I, I qualified it. Disney's second largest December opening. So, uh, this. But no, this is where the spoilers are going to start happening. So, so
0: before spoilers, so, I will say I agree with the coming in behind Force Awakens wholeheartedly. Ooh, ooh, shots fired. Is he a stormtrooper? Did he hit or did he miss? <laughs> did you know okay? Well, they did Sto- they did make the T fifteens obsolete. Stormtroopers get a bad rap for being miss for missing them so much in the landing bay during a new hope. They were missing on purpose, so the ship with the tracking device could leave. Okay? Give the stormtroopers a break. <laughs> That's literally the only they-, they had to make it look like they were missing. They had to look like they were trying. All right,
1: <laughs> I, I you know what I like that I like that, and so we're gonna we're gonna fire off the spoiler alert right now so that I can respond to that in context of uh, Rogue One. Can I tell you how awesome it was that everybody who has ever said, "Oh, one little shot from a from an X Wing was able to take out your entire Death Star," well, was it, who designed that?
0: This whole movie was com- made because of that joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they
0: completely like wiped that argument off the table. <laughs> there was somebody going, oh, "Should we? Should we address that in some way? Like, write a comic book? How much did Force Awakens make? Screw it, we're making a movie. Let's do a movie. Get me Force Winner."
2: I do have to say though that I came up with that theory ten years ago. I don't know, a long time ago. That was like, well, what if there was a guy that wanted the Empire to die? Like, sure and people were just like, "Stupid, you you're stupid." Like, eh. <laughs> I remember saying that and then I was just like, Okay,
0: whatever, I don't care. And that, is that person how Lena who called you stupid is now sick. No, that's of not Disney. that's
2: not Lena. Lena's more like, You're not gonna do that No, Lena's more like, <laughs> Oh,
0: that's nice, Nick, will you take out the trash now?
2: <laughs> or she'll be like, Okay, Nick, is that is that the way it is in Nick World where there's happy smiling trees? She says that a lot to me. But... <laughs> it's like, Yep, that's how it is in Nick World. You know what, uh, i I very fully believe that there is a Nick world, isn't there? It oh, just yes. looks
0: like Toontown from Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. So back to Rogue One. <laughs> oh, yeah. One. R- rather rather than Nick, than Nick, Nick Nick's world. imaginary world. So I'm not going to try to summarize the film because if you're listening to this point, either you have already been spoiled and you kind of gotten a summary from everyone else or you have seen it, and that's really what I would recommend. Go, go see it before you listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you really want a summary – the best place that I found, the best summary that I found for it was at the beginning of episode four, A New Hope, mm-hmm. where know, it
2: I, says... I, I think I have that memorized. <laughs> Can I try it?
0: Yeah, go ahead and try it. Should we all just say it in unison? Because of course we all have it memorized. Well, no, I do or, have it memorized.
2: Did you? Oh, well, I guess. Okay. It's written just, in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that.
0: Oh, oh, you were being sincere. Okay. <laughs> no, I
2: seriously, I seriously was. Because I stand up and don't look at the show notes the whole time. I like scroll down. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh now well, it's well, not well, as well, impressive. Well, all, all of the text is right there. <laughs> oh. Now, the reason that I know it is because I played the game Rogue Squadron like a lot when I was a kid. I think it's called Rogue Squadron.
0: Yep, I'm sure. And, sure they was. Have,
2: and they have, like, the first, like, three paragraphs of it up until the point where they talk about, um, like, Luke Skywalker, you know. And so, because I played that game so much, like, I had to watch the opening of it. I just memorized <laughs> it really quickly. <laughs> okay.
1: So, yeah. the, the the opening crawl says Do you
0: want to go for it, Nick? Do you want to try do it? Do right, right. your, your best. Your uh... best. TV announcer voice movie.
2: It was a period of civil war. Rebel ships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans from the Empire's ultimate weapon, the Death Star. An armored space station with enough power to destroy a planet. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. Is that pretty good?
1: Yeah, uh, that's yeah. pretty close. You missed a couple words. But uh, the biggest the biggest problem that I had with, uh, with your read right there is you didn't do it with a British accent, and apparently everybody in Star Wars is now British.
2: <laughs> <That's>
0: <laughs> Just <true>. the Empire. <laughs> Not the droids. No, even... That's true. Uh, K2SO was British. I guess he kind of yeah. was. Wasn't well, he? no, I yeah. literally just watched Alan Tudyk on Conan and he said, "Yeah, he was British because he came from oh. the empire." Okay. He almost he so, almost had a real thick cockney accent, too. So but. so what I'm
2: thinking here is that this is kind of a um a metaphor. A metaphor in George Lucas's world where cuz you know, he was big on fascism and Vietnam and all that stuff, and that was a big deal when these movies came out. So he must have been just saying that the British Empire was fascist. Well, there you go. Maybe. Case closed. Yeah,
0: and that's our review of Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and. Okay, well, so
1: but that crawl there—that is pretty much the story of I'm this. Out. I mean, you've got the Ursos, and you've, you, you've got them figuring out how to make it so that the Death Star can be blown up by one kid with a missile from a from an, a single X-wing. And I, I like how they wrapped it up. I okay, here's another thing. So, how recently have you guys watched Episode Four? I watched it the day before I watched Rogue One. Okay, so you know the beginning where Vader boards Leia's ship, and one she's all like, "Dollars?
0: No, no that's, two million. No,
1: no, that's the wrong, that's the wrong Uh-oh. clip. Hold on, that's I have to respond
0: to this one. <laughs> brother. When you get a minute, could you get a list of words to set off these fits?
2: Can I get a list of words that trigger these triggers? Yeah. Trigger. You're almost there. You almost no, got almost it.
1: We, we 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 need we need mixed <laughs> trigger words. That, uh,
0: ironically, what I said would would have triggered more.
1: I I know I know. Right? <laughs> Too funky for yeah. myself.
0: All right, so you were saying about episode four?
1: So Vader walks in and he's like interrogating Leia, and she's all like, "We're just on a diplomatic mission." <laughs> the whole the whole way that the that uh, Rogue One ended with Vader basically chasing her off to Tatooine. I it know was it's, like, ca- it's I kind of wanted, a little odd. <laughs> I just wanted Vader to be all like, bullcrap, crap! I just chased you here from this battle. Quit lying
0: to me." I'm your oh. father. Quit lying to me. <laughs> That's a good point. I, did, I haven't seen it early, soon enough, apparently. But no, I I, no. I, thought, that was a, well, <laughs> I thought that was a fun time. she was time. on a diplomatic mission to get the Death Star plans to topple the Empire.
1: <laughs> diplomatic mission for another kind of a
2: Dude, d- diplomacy. It, it made me so sad when Leia's dad was like, I've got to head
0: back to Alderaan. And I'm like, don't go! Don't no! go! <laughs> did he say that no. roughly around talking about he had Jedi friends yeah this, well uh, yeah yeah he was saying oh, yeah. I gotta go back and blah 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 and I'm I gonna just... head
1: to Alderaan but I would, I would trust this this girl with my life
0: <sighs> yeah so <laughs> if you'll oh, excuse man. me I have to go justify why you don't see me in other movies now yeah <laughs>
1: Okay. So here is what here is uh, when it comes to the story. I really liked how this story went because they it kind of felt, you know, and this has been the complaint from a lot of critics and people. It, it kind of felt a little slow at the beginning, but they had to take brand new characters and introduce you to them and make you care about them. So the beginning was a little bit slower while you were figuring out who was who, but then by the end, you cared about these people and it was and it was awesome. I I and then everyone got their death scene. So this was compared to saving Private Ryan and boy that was accurate. Um <laughs> because because everyone got de- got their death scene, but the death scene was like, Okay, you have completed your purpose,
2: you're dead. You have completed your purpose, you're dead. You have completed your purpose, you're, you your purpose, you're knocked out. And I then really wanted someone to survive and no one did. Oh, I was
1: I was like, There's still time for the ship to come, there's still time for the ship to go. Like, Where's, he could the, have ship? Just Where's ran. the ship? Where's the ship? Beat me
2: up, where, Scotty. Beat me up,
0: beat us up. I do <laughs>
2: I do have to disagree with you on one point that you just said. You said that you cared about all of the characters at the end. I did not. Uh-huh. No, oh yeah? No, I did not. Who did you? In fact, not care about? I didn't. I didn't. As I was watching the entire movie, I really did not care about the main character. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Cassian, you did not about Jen? Not really. Like I don't know why. Um, and you I are, didn't care. You you are and a Cas- uh, chauvinist Cassidian. Cassidian De- Cas- De- Cas- De- Cas- was his name. Cassidian? Cassian. Cass. Cassian, that same like I didn't care about him either.
1: Okay, so Cassian, it was I really weird. I kind of didn't care about Cassian. You're right. Like I like I liked him, but only in as much as he served the served the story around Jin. Because here's the thing: I loved Jin, and I uh, don't know if it's
2: because I loved Jin or if it's because I listened to Catalyst. And that might be it. Because I, I honestly, I don't know if it was just the, her portrayal was just very dry. I don't know. But like I, I didn't love her. Like I didn't come out of it like I did in Star Wars, where I was just like Ray is so awesome, and oh my gosh, I love Finn. You know, like these new characters, I'm just totally in love with. The only characters that I felt that way were the two Japanese guys, or I don't know, Chinese, Chinese, yeah, Asian, ch- Chinese. Uh, the blind God guy he and he his and... like heavy mounted like machine gun wielding like awesome cheeroot bays, yeah, and then the droids. Oz
1: I can't and, remember his name and
2: the and the droid those were the K-2 ones that so. I was like super super sad I was like oh like I was I was really sad when droid when K two
1: okay so here so he, so here's what here's what I think about that is uh, Catalyst was basically the story of Galen and Lyra Urso and how they ended up on that planet and how they how come they weren't working on the Death Star already and uh, what and made Krennic had to come and find him what made critic, yeah.
0: Yeah, like how he, so, he was
1: hiding and stuff, and then yeah, goes into. In,
0: goes into more with Sagarera.
1: Yeah, and so I, That's I cool. loved the fact that uh, you know Jin was there, and this is the little girl that that I followed through this story. I followed her parents and thus her through this story, and I care about her. And holy cow, the first, the first that little prologue part of the movie where they come to the planet and Lyra comes out and <laughs> she gets shot. I felt like I was, I was like, oh, oh, oh," because Lyra is one of the coolest characters. I think I made that noise in the movie, actually. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, Lyra Lyra is one of the coolest characters in Catalyst. And then she was just shot. And I was like, "No, no, you can't do that to her. And I was just, I literally was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And I was sitting there just like, I think I put my head in my hands. Uh, like, they just killed Lyra, and no nobody else cared, because nobody else had read Catalyst, but I, I
2: was like... Oh. I completely 100% agree, because I literally did not care. Like, I was like, okay, well, now she has a reason. Like, it, it was a plot device to me, instead of like, oh, that's really sad that her mom died. Yeah, And, no, and, that's, it made me, and, and I, I didn't have any connection to her at all, other than that there was this little girl, and she was trying to escape. And I know that's terrible of me to say, but that's, like... Well, I, I in don't context think of the just the movie, movie, that's yeah.
0: exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, and so I was just like, oh, well, that's sad, you know? And it felt like a Disney movie or something, you know? Like, it's just like, Wah. well, well <laughs> <laughs> it is a Disney movie. It is a Disney movie. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I was just like, oh, you know, okay, well, now she has a reason to hate the Empire, you know? And, oh, this is going to help the story move along. So I think it probably would be really cool, if, you know? And maybe I, w- I should go read – oh, I want to read Catalyst anyway. But, like, you know, it just didn't – it. It didn't pull at my heartstrings like okay, Star Wars I, I... movies has in the past, and and that was the big thing. Like it came out of the movie, and I was like, I should be like flipping out about this, but I'm not. And why am I not? And it, it was very confusing to me. And I was like, ugh. Well, at least I have something to talk about on the podcast, you know, other than, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was weird. It was really odd. And it might be because of prequelitis, right? Like, I was like, okay, well, I haven't seen any of these characters otherwise. And so, like, during the movie, I kept thinking to myself, I was like, okay, well, let's see, um, you know, blind wannabe Jedi. I'm sorry, I can't remember their names. Chirut, What's his name? Chirut. Chirrut?
1: Chirut. Like,
2: Oh, C-H-I-R-R-U-T. I thought you said I I Groot. I thought you said Groot. I was like, "Wow, well, I, I am
0: Groot. I am Groot." I <laughs> <Okay>. am Groot.
2: <laughs> when they put, I the... am the force, and I am Groot.
0: When they put um, the bag over his head, are you kidding me? That's the <laughs> I am blind.
2: Anyway, he was my favorite character, hands down. Like I loved him, and I loved, I loved everything about him. I am so glad that Um Ip Man finally can be seen by American audiences on the main He is an incredible actor. He is an amazing martial artist and i just love i love his his movies um y- if you want to see more of him acting there's um i think it's just called ip man but i always called it ip yep. man but it is one of the best martial arts movies i've ever seen like i just tcp love
1: ip it. man it's about the a network connection between no uh, so, no sorry, no that's a different no, movie.
2: <laughs> no it's about um what is i think that one's about like the master that it's some it has some tie with someone who taught bruce lee martial arts and i can't remember exactly what it is i haven't seen it in a while but it is a really good martial arts movie and um i was really glad that he wasn't just like a flash in the pan like he had a main story he was more than just like oh here's some guy we're just going to have him in the movie cuz he's a great actor and we're not going to use him at all so i was <laughs> i was excited about that um yeah he was my favorite for sure and i loved his old friend it's yeah. I don't need luck. I have you. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, You missed. And he's it. like, You're welcome. <laughs> like <it was> something <laughs> like that. Or, you were shooting at me. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. They're, oh no. They were great. a
1: great duo right there. Okay, so here is a theory that I had heard before going in and seeing this film because the Star Wars Force Awakens art book came out and some concept art for the Knights of Ren came out. And oh, in the Knights yeah. of Ren there are five knights and you have the rogue who would match up with Jin. And you have the monk, who is obviously Chirrut. You've Chirrut. got uh, the heavy, who is Baze. I you guess. have the sniper, who is Cassian. And you have the Harmony. He armorer. is a
2: sniper in that show.
1: Exactly. And so I'm watching this. I heard I heard this theory, and I was like, no, it can't be. And then I'm watching the show, and I'm like, it just keeps adding up. It's just, it, th- This is going to happen. And so I, part of me was like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen.
2: What? <laughs> Well, <laughs> they'd they be like super old, like all of them would be like a hundred years old, but I guess I am the with force, the force that's... the
1: forces with me
2: yeah so. i i I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I totally want um Star Wars Groot to not die." I want him to, like, survive (laughs) somehow. I want him to survive. I was like, oh, get off, and then he can be in Episode eight, Like, super old man that, like, helped him get to the island or something. Like, I just wanted that to happen. And then when he died, I was like, no, my fan theories are incorrect. I was so sad. I was so sad. But
1: it would have made sense as to why they were, like, trying to protect the Force. If if he if they were the Knights of Ren. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I tell you, you know who I think the main character who drove the entire f- story of Rogue One was? I think it was the Force. The Force. Because think about it, like, none of that, like, that all just kept falling together so well, and it was so easy to say, oh, because of the Force. That's not how the Force works!
2: The Speed <laughs> Force?
1: Yes, the Speed Force. That's, <laughs> oh. that, that, that's the one I'm oh. talking about. Find
0: me that uh, meme. because that,
2: that, that just fixes everything too. So,
1: <laughs> but you know the the scene where they're trying to land the cargo ship on—it's
2: uh, really hard to remember all these Star Wars names.
0: Scarif on Scarif, Scarif so, yeah. In that first opening, so, first three minutes where they said every planet name, I leaned over to my friend who had seen it already and goes, "Am I expected to remember any of this?" He just said, "No, <laughs> don't worry about it." Like, no, okay, no, good. No, no. Yeah, just for the people uh, that are going to watch
2: it a hundred times. But on the scene where they're trying to
0: land the cargo ship on
1: Scarif, and she pulls out the Kyber crystal and starts like basically praying, and then it works. I'm like, well, that was clearly the Force that manipulated things. And then the fact that uh, the fact that K2SO was able to hold off the stormtroopers until he wasn't needed anymore. Well, that Uh, was the Force. He was still
0: kind of needed. Uh, that, that debatable. Yeah. I mean, I, I get you where you're coming from, but it's like, they were still being chased. You, like, you know, so, cause
1: everybody, but everybody had their job and they got, and they got, they got it done. Like they got done what they needed to get done and they were still going to be chased, but they were able to escape because before that, if the stormtroopers had been able to get through, they wouldn't have been able to escape. They wouldn't have had the, the hard drive, uh, the Imperial hard drive, I guess, uh, and then uh, when they needed the master switch flipped and Sharut went out there, he, he flipped the switch. His job is done. The force is like, okay, I don't have to protect you anymore because clearly he was being protected by the force as he's walking out there because he has said, I am, not, I am no Jedi. There are no more Jedis. And so he can't control the blasters, but the force is protecting him. Uh, you've got uh, Bodhi in the ship who he's like, I need to get this message out. And like the second he gets the message out, all right, I'm done. The force stopped protecting him. <laughs> oh uh, man!
2: And then you know, force, you're like, a
1: jerk, right? <laughs> right? right. So, Jen but you're also sh-
2: awesome for helping everybody out.
1: But <laughs> yeah, you suck. I, <laughs> um, Luke needs a spa on the red squadron, so the force protects everybody but Red Five, right? <laughs> like that—that uh, that was the one thing. Like when they were all checking in, Red Five checking in. I'm like, that's not Luke. You're not going to survive.
2: <laughs> Oh, so i'm like man. that's luke's call sign
1: See, did they, did I they have that.
0: i kept
2: looking for wedge was wedge in there did they show wedge because they showed gold leader and they showed they showed the I other don't dude think, i don't think wedge was in there i don't I remember seeing trying him to find him Ugh.
1: yeah I, I don't i don't think they did the the cg will put his face over it speaking of cg i liked how they did the x-wing fighters
2: yeah, that faces was awesome. because
1: there was not enough for you to linger on there, and it was not a like there was enough going on around it that
2: you weren't focused ex- on them. But yeah. uh, gold leader, I was like, Yo, oh, I know that voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like, and then I was like, and then I, I know that there were like female pilots in in uh, episode seven, but then when all the females started coming in, I was like, oh, that's so awesome that now they're having female pilots too. They were able to do some of the. Some of the CG faces great, and they were.
1: Then that space battle was awesome. Jeff, do you want to t- talk to us about the about the CGI Tarkin though?
0: So the actor who played Tarkin has passed away already, and that's what sad and all that. <laughs> that wasn't him. But my problem with it is that Disney and Marvel are owned by the same company. As as in, by that I mean are the same company. I'm tired. Uh how come in Civil War? I believe that was a young Robert Downey Jr., but I could clearly see this was fake Tarkin. Like that was that's something it was that kind lighting, of lighting,
2: dude. Mind. It's so it's so much harder to do like dark lighting like that. Okay, they should have just they should have just brightened the freak up everything. It's and then they hard to brighten to do. space. Yeah, I know, but like they should have just had him like in a super bright area instead of the dark. But Maybe. You know, I mean it's been established what the what his headquarters looks like, but that's why. Yeah, I. Mean, it's really hard to. It took get me out for a second when it's not.
0: Yeah, you know, well, Princess so, Leia's well, youngening. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, yeah, she looked like off. plastic. She looked like a doll. Yeah, but luckily she, she was yeah. only for that one scene.
1: Yeah, she was just that one scene. It, the mouth. I don't know. W- the mouth is not quite right, and the eyes don't. There's not as much yeah. light in the eyes. The eyes are just dead. In, <laughs> in those. Her line when of, I,
0: They're giving us hope. I lean over, to my friend. Some would argue a new hope. <laughs>
2: Oh I Oh, there's
0: hilarious. the
1: title of the next movie. There's the title of the next
0: movie. <laughs> we have a title.
1: This when I to...
2: when I first saw um, Tarkin's back of his head, I was like, "Holy crap!" They... I was like, "What the crap? Did they find an they actor th- that looks like really good or something?" Like you know, because I hadn't watched any trailers or anything, so I don't even know if he was in the trailers or what. I
1: don't. I don't know. I don't think I watched many of the trailers either. Um and then they did the reflection of him though in the window of the desk. Yeah, Death Star. that was cool.
2: And I was like, I'm okay, like, oh, if they that's just awesome. do if they just do that, like that would be perfect. Like you don't even need to really have him in the movie. And then, and then around, he turns I like, around, and he's like, I was like, that kinda oh. looks off. That's kinda weird, but okay. I'm okay with it because it's not lasting for. Oh well, oh, it's lasting for too long. <laughs> like that's kind of like my thought process as that was happening. But so I, I a... think it's still cool that they were able to get them in there. I mean, they have to be there, right? I mean, you can't just skirt around to that.
1: Yeah, no, you can't. I mean, they were they were big parts of the story.
0: Uh, yeah, you had so... you have to have them. However. Darth Vader's second scene made up for everything I thought was wrong with this movie. Like oh, yeah. w- when it was when his first scene where he choked the guy a little, I thought, "Okay, you're just having him in there for the sake of having him in there. That's not fun." And then when it's all oh, dark my gosh. and it's when you only had the Daredevil literally... hallway scene, yeah. the yeah, the Daredevil hallway scene with Darth Vader. Okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> Which was better than
0: the Daredevil scene now yeah. because it was Darth Vader? Yeah, but Daredevil's was one take. Anyway.
2: Oh, how do you know this one wasn't? I don't. You're I've saying. only seen
0: it once. I'll see it again. <laughs> but like in the dark cut. and the light, and the lightsaber gl- is the only thing glowing. Like, oh okay, gosh. I'm okay with everything else in this movie.
2: <laughs> it's kind of like how I felt felt about uh, like Episode Two when I saw like Yoda fight for the first time. Afterwards, I was like, "This movie is so awesome!" Just because of Yoda was fighting. <laughs> yeah, like, but Yoda. I, I don't fight. know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. No, so that, that hallway so scene—that was so good.
1: That hallway scene—I was sitting there and I was like, "Holy crap! Holy crap! G- g- give them the plans! Give them the plans! Get the plans out!" I'm like, I—I I know the plans are, gonna, yeah, are going to get off. It created suspension.
0: Of we knew the answer. You
2: know, I-, I knew the ending, but I was like,
1: "Just g- 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 give them the plans." It was really cool <laughs> to
2: see Darth Vader fight like he does in the video games. Yeah, finally in a movie. Because like up until this point, he's just been kind of robotic, like. And you're like, yeah, you're a great Jedi. You can barely move your arms because you're a half robot. And then all of a sudden, you see him like walking down this hallway, doing amazing, throwing things. people around with <laughs> force, and just like yes. holding the guy Hitting against the ceiling, them with their ceiling. own blaster beams. Holding yeah, that was so cool. Holding the guy against funny. the
0: ceiling and just walking across with the lightsaber. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, it's amazing.
2: Dang it, I need to go see it again. Yeah, right
1: now, just for that one last scene. Yeah, um, I want to go back to, to Tarkin it. and Leia though and the CGI because I know why it was so why it's so weird to so many of us. And this it's called the Uncanny Valley. So the Uncanny Valley is a theory that is out there. This term was originally designed for robots, but is the closer you get to being human, the more that people will like it until you get to a certain point where all of a sudden it goes from being more empathetic to being a strong revulsion. And scientists have looked at this and said okay why do we get so revolted by something that is just over the that tiny little precipice right there and goes down into a valley of this is terrible and they've looked at it and they think that it is kind of been bred into us because certain stimuli make it look like people are sick and so it's a pathogen avoidance kind of a thing where you are trying to avoid people who have diseases and so if your mouth isn't moving quite right or if your eyes are just not quite right there could be a disease there uh, and it's really interesting that, you know, you hit that uncanny valley and you just, it, it just sends you over the edge. But, you know, I think that that is the nitpickiest of the nitpicky things that they've done. Uh, I was talking with Jared Elder earlier today, who has written into the, written into the show several times. And he was talking about how, about how he liked it. And he thought it, was, he thought it was great. And if you think about what Star Wars has always done. It has always pushed the level of technology to the very brink of things. Uh, if if you look at New Hope with all of those models that they used, that was what technology had, and they you know they they combined the the practical effects and the scale of things, and it was they they pushed technology there. Then when you went to say the prequels, the, Jar Jar Binks, as annoying as people may find him, he was really really the cutting edge high tech, putting his. His c g form into the film. Yeah. and uh, I, I remember a lot of movie theaters that couldn't play the Star Wars movies because they had to upgrade their projectors because lucas Lucasfilm said, if you want to show Star Wars, you have to have this kind of a digital projector. And I know a lot of theaters who raised their prices so that they could afford to put those digital projectors in. And so, I mean, here's just another example of Star Wars taking a cutting edge thing. Do you think that do you think that movies in the future are going to be doing this? More and more often?
2: Well, yeah, because then they don't have to pay actors.
1: (laughs) Well, you still have to pay an actor
2: because they still
1: had. So the guy who did Peter Cushing, he. uh,
2: Yeah, but voice actors. He had to act the entire thing. Yeah, I know, but we all know that voice actors don't make as much as actors, right? Right. I saw that documentary. And so, you know, they can. But he physically if, was in there. He physically was in there, and they put dots on his face. Oh yeah, so he was doing mocap. They had
0: to huh? hire, yeah, a physical actor. That's it was cool. basically
1: it was basically mocap. In, in,
0: but
2: in it. you know they're gonna get to the point where they're just not gonna be able. They're just gonna do it.
0: What Was that movie so, like
2: Simone or Sim One where they did that? There was a movie that had um, Al Pacino in it. Is it Al Pacino? I don't think either of us have seen this movie, so tell us. Okay, so the story story of this show is that he is a director that's been famous and blah, 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 and then he's now down on his luck and he can't do anything and he's kind of getting pushed out of Hollywood. And so he finds, I don't remember exactly, he finds technology that makes it so that he can create the perfect woman so what CGI. so what
1: i see in the what i see in the uh, synopsis on imdb says that a producer's film is endangered when his star walks off so he sure. decides to digitally create an actress to substitute for the star yeah becoming an overnight sensation that everyone thinks is a real person
2: yeah and so he he goes on this giant thing where he'll like he'll like uh hire people to like cover themselves up like Michael Jackson stuff when they go to the, the limo and then he'll like spray stuff in the hotel and stuff like that. So that people think that she's been in there and, you know, and then he, he realizes that he's created this monster. He's like, I can't keep this up for the rest of my life. And so he tries to like make her bad. And so he has her direct this film, and it's like her rolling around in the mud like a pig so that people will be like, she's stupid now. And they all love it because they're just in love with her. And, yeah, it's a pretty interesting <laughs> film. But, it, but it's that idea. Like, it's the idea that he could basically just take a computer and he said, okay, I want Audrey Hepburn's eyes and all of the greatest things of all of these actresses that, you know, people love. And he creates this perfect actress for his show. And then, yeah, it was pretty interesting. But yeah, well, that's, th- that's what came to my mind. I think that eventually we'll probably get there because it'll be cheaper for Hollywood to do that. But then there'll be an uproar that says, "Ah, we don't want fake people." So I don't know. Yeah, you got you got to keep it a secret if people are going to are
1: going to be part of that. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Or if people are going to care about it. But no. So, do you think that they might ever get to the point where they're like, "Well, you know what? We want to do a Top Gun reboot. So let's grab all of the people from Top yeah. Gun." and we're just going to digitally de-age them and we're going to do and Tom Cruise is going to star
2: in a Top Gun sequel that's the year after no, Top no, Gun. No. We need um Legend instead. What? Tom Cruise in Legend. Is that the show where he's like the little unicorn? What? I don't know. I don't know. Uh I'm okay. <laughs> this when he was like a baby. Like he was like 12 in this movie. Is it called Legend? It's got a big Yeah, it's in nineteen eighty five. Yeah, see? Uh, I know what I'm talking about sometimes. Sometimes.
1: I was a year old, Nick. I was a year old. Oh man, see, now I'm showing my age. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I yeah. just wanted to be able to use that line once. You need to I go mean, watch it all the time. <laughs> you need to go watch that show and then they can digitally make him even younger. That's just what I'm
0: saying. Well, if they can make Gary Oldman look like a dwarf, they can do anything. <laughs> no one... He looks Tip... like a
2: dwarf. Tiptoes, nobody? Hey, we have tiptoes in our house. Anyway, oh,
1: anyway, dear. so
0: I Star Wars.
1: <laughs> you know, sorry, sorry for taking us back to that, but I, th- I think that was, I think that's an awesome. I like the idea of that in some concept. Way. I think it's going to be overused as the technology becomes cheaper and cheaper to use. For every studio who does it right, we're going to have ten who do it wrong. And as long so as for, it's done every,
0: if it's done tastefully, for every
2: visual effects that we have that is Star Wars, we're going to have Highlander. Sure, <laughs> because Highlander was just terrible special effects, but it was a fun movie.
0: Though no, there can be only one, uh, and also so, as long as this technology is used tastefully, the uh, what's the what's the Tarkin's name? The actor, like, Peter Cushing. Yeah, he would Doctor have, Who. What
1: he, he played Doctor Who. He played in, and I'm not saying it wrong by saying he played Doctor Who because he played in a TV miniseries that they did, <laughs> and he played Doctor Who was his character name. It was a it was kind of a spinoff of. The Doctor Who TV show. Anyway, anyway, okay.
0: skip I, that, skip that. I, I was legitimately concerned like, oh, Brandon, <laughs> like, no, he wasn't, <laughs> but like, he didn't, the CGI version of him didn't do anything that he wouldn't have just acted like, you know, he, it didn't make him look ridiculous. Didn't make him look over the top. It was still just, this is how he would have acted. As soon Can you as they, imagine
2: if they tried to make him like do some action scene or something? Oh, like I'm sure off there stuff is like
0: shooting things. I'm it's sure like, there's tons what? of footage of him doing other stuff. But published wise, you know. So I mean, here, here's here's the thing:
1: Disney, Lucasfilm, they were very good, and they reached out to Peter Cushing's family and got permission to use his image. Oh, that's cool. Uh, California has a law saying that you have to get the rights to use people's uh, images, even if they're dead. You they know, have th- to get it from their estate, but I because Peter Cushing died in the UK, oh. that law didn't cover him, oh. and so. But they did it anyway.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the classy thing.
1: Yeah, it's the classy thing to do. And if we know anything, it's that everybody in Hollywood is classy. Oh wait, I, I yeah,
0: think yeah, it's I mean, because of with the uh, Back to the Future Two thing. Uh, who played his dad? Like who George McFly? The
2: I remember that George yeah, McFly is news. not
0: the same actor in the sequel, but they still used his likeness or whatever, and it was a big. Lawsuit. They got yeah. sued. Yeah, Crispin Glover. That's the. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he created. Yeah, he, he might have. It might be the same thing. I might be wrong. Who knows? So, but you know, that's that's the thing.
1: You're using their image, and they did it right. But that doesn't mean that somebody else isn't going to say, "Hey, I don't need to get his permission." There's no law saying that I have to get his permission. So yeah. I'm going to make my. I'm going to make my. Peter Cushing uh, aerobics video, and then his uh, Grand
2: right, Master Toffin. Let's do some yoga. <laughs> yeah, na, 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 na. I can picture the like '80s music too, because it has to be '80s because Star Wars, right? Like they're wearing leotards and stuff. I'm all about that. I, oh, man, to, I went
0: I went down the wrong rabbit hole. To here. be fair, I went... there's more Star Wars that happened not in the '80s than there did. Happened in the 80s.
2: Yeah I know But I'm just thinking like Oh well actually This one was 77 So it, we'd have to go like deep Like I'm thinking like <sighs> Disco music No Well That was the end of the disco era But I, I'm trying to think of like Exercise videos from that time Like Here um, While you think about that If you, if you that, know exercise videos From that era No area, What's her name the, the lady that was in oh,
0: While you think about that I'll get us back on track What'd you think of okay. the lack Of opening crawl I was okay with it See to me it felt Be- weird it Felt weird And then later... But the the prologue was the opening crawl, though. Still. It just would have been redundant. Oh, but the best part is, I saw it with a larger group than I anticipated, but uh, the person sitting next to me, the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, came up, and they were like building themselves up for the da-da-da-da, and and nothing came, and they're just like, what? No fanfare. What? 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 (laughs) But it was kind of funny to watch. It was heartbreaking for them, but kind of funny to watch. And then the... Slightly off music uh, when the Rogue One title came on. Like I understand it's not a Star Wars episode, but it's just it. A lot of it felt wrong. Like it doesn't didn't feel like a Star Wars movie at so that moment.
1: This is the first Star Wars movie that John
2: Williams uh, did, not, did not did not do. Um, this one you could kind <laughs> of tell know, too. Like it kind of had influences and stuff. And I was wondering if he did it, but no,
1: John uh, Williams don't. didn't do it. Uh, you know, he and I mean, John Williams is iconic. But the, you know, he came out and he said, look, I'm 83 years old.
2: I can't do this. So they, thigh master, Thighmaster, Thighmaster, Suzanne Summers. But that, I think that was in the 80s.
1: But no, he, you know, he's done a good job and he's worked with John Williams before. So it was kind of a passing of the torch. I mean, John Williams is 83 as much as I want his I'm music okay forever.
0: Is he going to come he back did, for eight? I thought he did a good job. Yeah. Is he going to what? Is uh, Williams going to come back for eight or...
1: Yes, yes. Okay. John Williams said he's coming back for eight. He's like, but he's exactly what you were just saying. He's like, I can't do a new one every year. Um, was Richard so-
0: Simmons
2: only in the eighties, or was he also in the seventies? Are you still on, on the exercise? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Can you okay. picture? So- can you picture? Okay, this is what I'm picturing. I'm just going to do real quick. I don't think Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons in the front with all Star Wars characters in the back doing his sweat until oldies. <laughs> We've got it done. Make okay. that happen with CG.
1: All right, there you go, Nick. Or there you, you got to have the
2: chubby lady. So you got to have like the crazy lady that dances because there's always like one chubby lady in all of his videos. So like the lady that dances for Job of the Hut with the twilick she'll be in the back too, doing sweating to the oldies. I got okay. it. Okay,
1: so uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about <laughs> with moving on with <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> was the themes. I thought that so there was a little bit of a controversy. The neo Nazis in America had the hashtag dot stop or what was it Dump Star Wars or something stump something stupid like that where they were saying oh this was written as a protest against Trump it's like um, no this movie has we been didn't in production <laughs> for a long time <laughs> we
2: didn't know that Trump was going to win well but at well, the same time you some know, know the do. boot fits but, but you know, you know and so way, it's so yeah
1: yeah, and so they they were like, This is this is straight up against against what we stand for and blah blah It's like, Well yeah, it's Star Wars has always used Nazi imagery as the bad guys. Um, okay. But anyway, they they said that oh, there's all these themes and I went and saw it the first time and I'm like, you know what? I don't I don't really think it was that much different than the other Star Wars films.
2: I don't uh, think so either.
1: But then well, well let me get let me give you a five-year-old's analysis of it you know so i'm leaving with my leaving the movie theater with my kids and i turned to my five-year-old and i was like do you like the movie and he says this was the best movie of my life
2: and you know at five years old he might hey, be oh, right oh, he's um, I, was to,
0: oh, I was saying
2: the opposite he's here. lived he's, he's lived in a golden age but that's a pretty big statement yeah from so well who's five. okay
1: yeah, you know, he, so he's five years old. You know, big, best movie of his life. He loved it. He had, he had a blast. I also let him stay up past bedtime to finish watching it. So
0: <laughs> oh,
2: okay. Uh, well, <laughs> now we know was it was the best. And, it wasn't and, and actually so, the movie. It was just that. <laughs> and,
1: so, and, so I, and so I say to him, well, what was your favorite part, thinking he was going to talk about the X-Wings or when the Hammerhead Corvette was being used to oh, so. take down the shield? It was so cool. So cool. Um, but anyway, that, that, that's me being shallow saying that. Well, because you're just a child.
0: How how far can you be
1: <laughs> My 5-year-old says to me, "You know, my favorite part was where they were at the rebel base and all of those people stood up and did the right thing even though their leaders weren't doing it. They didn't want to do it." Aww. And I was like, "Oh, maybe Very there is stoop. an anti maybe there is an, an anti anti-Nazi message in there."
2: Very astute so, of that young man.
0: Right? Right? And did so I was just, like, "What?" Oh, did you just immediately get down and hug him like, "I'm raising you right."
1: no i I said i I, I turned to my i turned to my parents and i said this is why you go see star wars because it teaches good stories in cool ways and then we and then my son and i we talked for 15 minutes about well how could we do that and we talked about how you know even if the leaders and our friends and the people around us are doing bad things we can we still know what's right and so i you know what i i loved that theme in there my uh older son he and this was more of a him he had to think about this one but he he realized what his brother said who's 3 years younger than him and he was like well now now i've got to figure out a way so i can sound <laughs> smart too
2: that's funny
1: <laughs> and you know he did a good job he says you know it was really sad that everybody died in it but it re- but it's really important to think about when you're helping other people it's not about how uh about how hard it is for you but about how much you're going to help somebody else, and they saved the entire galaxy by doing that. And yeah, they had to die, but but they helped lots of other people. And so Star Wars teaches good Star Wars teaches good lessons. Like I don't even need a parent. Your wife is really good at raising your kids. Exactly right. Like I don't, well no I don't, I don't even need a parent. I just my <laughs> wife on one side and Star Wars on the other, and my kids are gonna ra- are gonna grow up and be better than me.
2: That's awesome. So uh, <laughs> did went, you guys
1: notice any themes in there?
2: I uh, I went with Amy because uh we couldn't get a babysitter so Lena still has not. Uh...
0: well i'll take her and you watch the child okay
2: <laughs> if she wants to i'm totally down That's i, I fine. doubt she will. i As think far... she's okay i think she's okay no she's not uh, if she hasn't well, seen rogue one she's not okay if
0: you're if you're not like a super die hard star wars fan you, you go into this movie going gee i wonder if they get the death star plans you know it's that's the pr- biggest prequel about it. Like, yeah, you know they're going to win. So. It's all
2: about the journey, Jeff. It's I know, all about but the journey. Like, if
0: you're not super eager to see it, yeah. spoiler, well, they, Lena... they get the Death Star plans.
2: Well, and I've <laughs> already talked about how Lena literally had never seen Star Wars all the way through until we started dating.
0: Hey, we tried to get her to watch Star Wars. Oh, I
2: know. She just always falls asleep. Falls blah, asleep. blah, blah, blah. Um, but, yeah. So, okay, themes. Um, I like that all droids even though they are not main people, like it is a theme throughout Star Wars that like even insignificant things can do great things. So like R2, you know, is always doing amazing things. And even though 3PO is just completely like worthless 90% of the time, he does great things like to help them out. And so it kind of shows that everyone is a part of a greater um, plan. And I like even that. Sheldon bot. Yeah. And I... and. Um, so yeah, that was, that's something that I really like. Like everyone had their, had their part. Like nobody was just there for comedic really Jar Jar, but, um, you know, everyone served a purpose. Um, so I think that was cool. I think Jar Jar was kind of a little bit, um, redeemed in the Clone Wars cartoon in some ways, a little bit. Have you seen the theory that,
0: uh, he was the Sith Lord in charge of it? Yeah. (laughs) Darth Jar Jar. (laughs) (laughs) When, When you look at the reasons crack did a response video and shows all the reasons it's kind of convincing <laughs> like, when like at one example when the gungan general changes his mind jar jar's in the background kind of waving his hand <laughs> so it's like oh ooh, okay
2: wouldn't it be funny I, if that was like really what was supposed to happen oh if jar jar is snoke that'd they,
0: be the biggest troll
2: they they, they mixed <laughs> that idea at the end because they couldn't say no to george lucas but then they really tried hard to make him not do that well Dar- you know, like,
1: or, uh, george lucas said on the press junket for episode one that jar jar is going to be the key to all the key to it all uh and wow. so there are a lot of people who think that george lucas was going to make jar jar a much bigger part of everything
0: he also then... could have just been saying the technology behind jar jar is the key to all this but yeah, yeah, he just wanted possible. to be more vague but it's so much more fun to be a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. I mean, the only way to be a conspiracy theorist is out conspiracy, then.
2: <laughs> Dude, I love... Uh, okay, but I loved um, uh, the droid R315718, whatever his name is. What? K2SO? K- yeah, that one. TSO. <laughs> Alan
0: Tudyk's character?
2: K2SO. Oh, the TSA? Okay, so TSA... Um, <laughs> Yes, great. King. Now he's just doing he, I I loved man. that he was huge. I, I love that he was huge. Like that he was way taller than everyone else <laughs> because droids are always smaller than everyone else. So I th- I thought that contrast was really awesome. I was like, "Yes, he's giant." Um Did you... well, he's an he's an Imperial enforcer. He's taking
1: oh, the prisoners yeah. to prison yeah. to imprison them. He's a
2: prisoners. Oh, let me put these binders on you. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he um no, I I love that. <laughs> Did you know that that was me? it wasn't me. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> Still, that wasn't me. I, for
0: a split second, no. I thought, oh, she just killed. Oh, wait, there he is.
2: Yeah, that yeah was... I... he was great. He was a great character. And for, like, the longest time, both me and Amy were like, is that Alan Tudyk? I don't know if that's Alan Tudyk. Yes, it was Alan Tudyk. That is Alan Well, Really? You were having a worse... hard time? Yeah, for but he's just really good at, like, doing different voices. That it wasn't <laughs> just, like, obvious right from the beginning that it was like, oh, yes, that's Alan Tudyk. Obviously. Like... It took my, a so minute, okay, which I like. Okay, okay so
1: I've, I've got to give my oldest son some props here, because we're sitting there watching this, and he, and he turns to me, and he's like, hey, hey, the guy who did that voice, uh, he, he was in Moana. And I was like, I don't think he was. And he's like, no, no, he was. Oh, he, he was the chicken.
0: What? The chicken
1: made clucking sounds. Like it didn't the chicken didn't speak. It made animal noises. And my son was able to recognize the voice.
0: <laughs> it really? And he also was villager number three, whatever that yeah. means. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Good for I that kid. I haven't seen more Lord Weselton. Hey, it's Weaselton. was Weasleton. in both of them. Those, Those are two movie references. <laughs> I love that movies. <laughs> that movies.
2: <laughs> Those movies. Oh
1: yeah. No, that
0: movies.
2: No, okay. It's late. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, Jeff, how about you? Did you see any themes that you thought were were fun Star Wars themes, or
0: uh, not that has already not that it already hasn't been brought. I oh, okay. wasn't paying that close of attention. Apparently,
1: you were enjoying Star. I Wars. was
0: just enjoying it. I wasn't looking for the deeper meaning. One thing that and thats me, perfectly acceptable too. One thing that made you know me what? stop enjoying it was when Jonathan Aris, who is on Sherlock, showed up in the council, the council area, and what? was all you didn't like that? And was all whiny. It took me out of the movie. Like, just for once, play a likable <laughs> character. He's so good. Oh, at being I being mean to kill and him. whiny.
2: Dude, but he's just like, and because of the Imperial Senate, blah, 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 you're devout to that, blah, blah, blah. Like that guy, he yeah. just reminded me of him, but it's on the opposite side. But, and I was like, yes, that's awesome. That is a Star Wars theme. I like that there's some guy that's just angry and that he's an idiot. Yeah. Because there's one of those on every council, right? I'm just yeah. going to argue for the sake of arguing because I can argue, and if I get heard, then I will argue. Where was Akbar?
0: I wondered that too. Like that was clearly meant to. Hey, look, we're the same species as Akbar. But it, where was he? There was like one moment where there was another one in the background, and I wanted them to be like,
2: "This is so and so Akbar, and he's not an this admiral is, yet." And this then is he, like, gets, oh, he becomes an admiral because of this awesome fight. Like I was hoping that would happen, but he. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay, he so I'm going to nitpick Wars. here real quick.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to nitpick here real quick about that though. This film had so many little winks and nudges and nods to the fans that kind blue of milk. felt forced. Uh there's blue milk, even the line of Vader like Vader don't choke on your pride. Choked, or something like that. Yeah, don't choke oh, on I your asp- on your
2: aspirations. But I loved that.
1: That's something but, Vader would say though. And, and and no, it's not something Vader would yes, say. It's it something would. Anakin would say. Well, he's yeah, still well, not they Anakin, the
0: same
2: person, right? He's no, still no
0: they the aren't. Planet. That planet no. was Mustafar. I've seen a 1000 yes, times on mine. All sorts of lava
2: and stuff. Yes. Don't choke on your aspiration. I find your that- lack of faith disturbing.
1: But yeah, it was not a Vader line. It was a it was an Anakin line, and a- and maybe they were showing that there's a bridge between Vader and Anakin. But it's about ten minutes between the two movies, so I don't
0: think so. Well, uh, what's the I, what's the time frame from Revenge of the Sith to Rogue One? I mean, all of Jin's line.
2: how old is Luke Skywalker? I don't know.
0: How old's Luke That's Skywalker?
1: Fifteen years. Sixteen years. Twenty
2: years.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's you know yeah, it's about twenty years because between Clone Wars and between Clone Wars and A New Hope, it's nineteen years. Okay, right? so okay, so that's about that's about the time frame. So he really should have there. been
0: more Vadery than Skywalkery. Right? Yes, or maybe like he'd or maybe he's just sick of that guy. You know, he's like <sighs> Vader's like you don't Dude, that guy not earn a... Vader voice. You get Anakin that guy attitude.
2: was lame. That guy was lame, dude. Does anybody notice that there are no buttons? Nobody wears anything with buttons on it.
0: Well, duh. Buttons are out. Capes are it's, in. It's
1: space. You can't do a button in space. It's
2: You got to have Velcro. How? Oh, is it space Velcro? Is that like well, the new spacey space thing? Space
0: Velcro, it's silent. Velcro came
2: from space. <laughs> yeah, the aliens. I, I was just always wondered that. I was like, why? How, why is there no buttons in Star Wars? You see, I've but, never I mean.
0: once had that thought. But now that you've said it, every time I watch <laughs> Star Wars, I'm going to go, huh. No one has any buttons. Why are there no buttons
2: here? <laughs> they have, like, magic fasteners because it's space. Oh. But it happened okay. a long time ago, in a not if in we're the talk- future.
1: If, if we're talking about buttons on their costumes, I think this is a pretty good place to wrap it up.
2: So do you guys have anything
1: else that you want to add before we, before we close this thing out?
0: Were you guys disappointed with Forrest Whitaker's character?
2: Yes. Okay. That was that was something that I was going to bring up. I did Glad not wasn't care me. about it, it at all. Me. It just seemed I, like it just seemed like he was uh like he was just fanfare, like not really fanfare, but it was just like okay, we have to service. have a character, we have to have a character that is going to be you know the leader of the rebellion or leader of you know something that is going to inspire. Okay, but then it was like, why does he have to be half robot? Cause he's, like he, it, it shows just that doesn't... he's
0: given so much, I guess. I don't. I, I know, but it just. Didn't... So he, he I... so he's like the opposite
1: of Vader. If you, yeah. if you think about it, he's he's like well, not the opposite. He's like the exact same person as Vader, but just a hair's breadth. A
2: good guy, on the other side, a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, but, but so, not even that. He was kind of a bad guy too.
1: But I actually, I so at the end of the first, at the end of the first uh viewing that I had for this, I did not like his Forest Whitaker and his portrayal of Saw. And then on the second one, I noticed some subtle nuances that I actually did enjoy. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because what they were doing is they were showing. And if you know, so Saw is the first uh, character from an animated Star Wars property to make it into the, uh, a live action. So Saw is he was in, in Rebels. So he's in Clone Wars. Clone Wars? I
0: don't remember. He's yeah. going to be uh, in Rebels. It was recently announced. That...
1: And he's going to be in Season 3 of Rebels. Uh, and so in Clone Wars, he's, he's he's just himself. In Rebels, he's got that big mechanical suit it. that he's wearing. Um, but what you see is, you know, from the beginning of Rogue One, you see him and his hair's
2: not all crazy, and he's not crazy. And oh. as you
1: go, and then
2: when you cut to uh, present later. day, oh, I guess that's true. Like when he opens up the thing and he says, "I'm going to help you."
1: Yeah, yeah. When, when it when it goes present day, it basically shows. Look, this guy is just—he's—he's he's old and he's crazy now because he is—he's—he's is, he's devoted now his entire life to this. Yeah, he's devoted his entire life to this cause, and uh, he's gone crazy on this cause. And you know, he's more machine than he is man. You know, that's—I so the subtle nuances were there, and I feel like. Uh, We'll see more of that transformation. So like if you go and watch Clone Wars and then when the Rebel stuff comes out and you see Rebels, I think you will see the transformation from who he was in the show to who he was in Rebels to who he was at the beginning of Rogue One to who he was uh, on
2: Jeddah. So maybe it'll be another one of these catalyst moments where it's like we'll care about more what he is when we see all the other stuff.
0: Maybe. One can only hope. Yes. And you I know he,
1: so. he plays he plays a good part in Catalyst as well. Yeah.
2: So well, and it's not it's not for the lack of like Forrest Whitaker's acting chops because he is a great actor. But I just I I, I don't know. It just seemed kind of like forced to me. Like the I whole, feel like the they didn't give it the Im- and, yeah everything. I, I
1: feel like they didn't give it enough time to explain out, why yeah. he became that way. But at the same time, it was so slow. Like that was the one part where I'm like, if I need to go to the bathroom, I'm going to the, going to the bathroom when they're there in the
2: prison. Yeah, that makes sense. That was the one. That, I guess that's kind of the overall arc that I kind of had a problem with. This movie was is that I just felt like the characters were not as fleshed out as normally they are in a Star Wars film. Like I, I just feel like that everything was very um, shallow and one sided, and they probably did that because it was a one off thing. You know, I don't know. Well, they but, had to
1: introduce the characters, and then they, and then but yeah. they, and, and then they and then had to they give died. you action.
2: I, I, I don't feel like. I don't I don't know how they could have done it better. Like I honestly don't know how they could have done it better. But that was just the overall feeling that I had at the end of the show is that I just there were only a very few characters that I just was really sad about them dying and that they didn't have enough time to flesh out the characters more. And I think that I'll probably care more once I, you know, read the books or rebels or whatever. But um, you know, to the casual Star Warsian who's not going to go do that, they probably have the same issues with it. You know, Lena's probably going to say that. Like, I can see her being like, oh, I just didn't really care. And so, I don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, now I have to go watch it again. Oh, duh. And try to view it through the perspective of somebody who hasn't seen all this other stuff. I guess
0: I'll have the first, to do The it. first two times were just practice. Now you're really paying attention. <laughs> now I know what to pay attention yeah. to.
2: Well, and I try really hard to, like, not just fanboy out and just be like, okay, I love this movie, just because it's Star Wars and it's more of that. I would, you know, because I have a podcast now and I have to think
0: critically. Oh, this is... Podcast has changed how you think. I still just go to movies to enjoy them. No,
2: and I enjoyed, <laughs> I, and like I did enjoy it, but I was just like, huh, oh yeah, Every, it's interesting that I feel this way about it afterwards, and I thought about it more. Despite everything I've like, said, I yeah. would
0: go see this again in a heartbeat. You know, yeah, I'm going to go see it again as soon as I can. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's this is not bad for Superman. That this is this very nit. I, 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 think yeah, we're nitty. We're picking. The, the, and This knitting. is
1: nitpicking. Just because, just because there. I mean. It would be so boring if we just sat here and said, oh, it's so good. It's so good. We loved it. We loved it. And I, I did love it. And I did think there were great things. I think there are things that didn't quite, hit, didn't quite hit home. And no, I don't know how to do it better. No, I'm not going to blame them for the way that it was produced. I, I kind of wonder if there is a uh, director's cut on its way. Yeah, but it's going to it. be really cool to see. <laughs> <laughs> that's a
2: dc joke cg nude leia <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, the, the guy runs in with the plans oh, and walks in on something boys, and, uh,
0: like, oh my gosh I da- <laughs> sir i was taking a bath
2: well this just took a whole new why year. are you
0: taking a bath we're being attacked
2: fanfic fanfic wait no <laughs> and on that oh, note <laughs> man so we're gonna all end right. on that note
0: none of that's going to make
2: it, <laughs> jeff
1: jeff you really don't have anything else to add to that so we don't he's, have to end on that note he's cutting that out
0: <laughs> uh i can end on i can end on something else uh if you want to hear something uh some funny stories from alan tunic i suggest you go on to the conan o'brien youtube page and look up he had a conversation with anthony daniels who was c3po c3po and uh he's Anthony Daniel said some stuff to Alan Tudyk that I cannot repeat on this podcast.
1: All right. I will throw a link to that in the show notes. So we, don't so have to, yeah. All right. Well, I guess with that, then thank you for listening to the fan podcast. I hope that we were able to help you get your star Wars fix. Uh, hope, I hope that maybe we helped you think about things in a different way, or I hope that we made you mad about something. And I, and if we did go ahead and write in and tell us you got this wrong and you got this wrong. So cause know? you know what? We're, we, cause we, we get things wrong uh, you, can you get stuff contact us wrong. <laughs> okay i get things wrong i get things wrong jeff is I'm perfect, perfect. Uh, except
0: for this stupid cold yeah. Like Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> Practically but, uh, perfect
2: in every way.
1: Yeah, So you can reach out to us over at Facebook, facebook.com slash fandompodcast. Uh, while you're over there telling us how wrong we are, hit the like button on our page. Tell us tell us that you are paying attention to us. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the podcast, it's the best way to get every episode. Uh, you head over to fandompodcast.com slash iTunes if you're on an iOS device, or fandompodcast.com slash Android on an Android device, or just head over to fandompodcast.com if you're on your PC. So be a part of the conversation. Submit to us a random fandom, random at Don't forget about signing up for an Audible trial and two free audiobooks. There are a couple great, there are a bunch of great Star Wars books out there. We've talked about Catalyst, it's about 11 hours long. Uh, Bloodlines is good. Fallen Stars is good. Uh, head over to fandompodcast.com slash Audible to get your two free audiobooks.
2: So, until next time, I find that answer vague and unconvincing. Live long and prosper. May the fandom be with you.
0: Did you really just do that? (laughs) Of course I did.